Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Nicole Roberts, and this week I'm the guest on the Kicks and Shit Show. Be sure to join us. What's good, everybody? We are back. It's your boy Gerard and your girl Gabby. Episode 64 of the Kicks and Shit Show. <laughs> Quick one today. I never know if we're going to do it. Well, and by we, I mean you. So I'm, I'm going gonna, 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 gonna to rock with it. You're going to rock with it. All right, G. And I knew that was coming. What is going on in those streets? Well, actually, I know what's going on in those streets because you have a Summer League shirt on, which is giving us a clue as to where in the country you are right now. Uh, second time within the past three months you've been there. Shouts yep. to uh, this, the desert the, the <laughs> and Las Vegas. Anyone's <laughs> ever said shouts to the desert. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to legally change my name to Carmen San Diego. I think it's a pretty Where in the world is Gabby Rosenthal? I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. You, is there like an America version because we're still in a pandemic? You, you can have a little like uh, acapella group following you and I'll be like, do it, Rockapella. You can do that whole thing or is it like, oh, oh you Rockefeller, did- Rockapella, Rockapella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Anyway, how's Summer League? How are those desert streets? 
So the desert streets are hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great. You know, I love me some Vegas. And I love me some Knicks. So I love coming out here, seeing my NBA fam mm-hmm. in a different capacity. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, watching the summer league games has been really fun. Watching the different players, seeing who's kind of out and about in the crowd. It also has like that kind of college casual feel that that's one thing I love about the G League mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. in general. But like you get to see the talent. Yep. People are walking around. It's a whole kind of vibe. It's a vibe, man. Mask mandate is back on inside. Mm. So... I think this is happening in a lot of places around the country as the uh, the Delta, Delta variant. Yep. Yep. Not, not only the Delta not variant. The airline. But not, not, not only the Delta variant, but guys, you, you, I mean, look, I don't want to go all like deep science on you, but it really isn't deep science. Like this is how viruses work. They find host bodies, right, to mm-hmm. operate inside of and they mutate into other forms because that's how they continue to spread and procreate and grow and grow. So we got the Delta variant. There's going to be some other one at some point coming up out here soon. The less and less we have people who are out here unmasked, unvaccinated, it's going to continue and prolong. So we got to be smart, peeps. I agree. And, you know, uh, you know, I had my mixed thoughts at first on getting vaccinated. I think the more and more I think about it, like, who the fuck am I to, I'm not a doctor. Like, <laughs> You know, and I, I was talking about this with a good friend of mine recently, and I'm not going to, like, make it political. Everyone has their personal choice, and I respect whatever your choice is. So I want to say that. But, like, at first I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do it. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to travel, and I want to be around my family. And I would like to be outside not knowing that I'm a threat in the same way and that I'm not going to die. And, you know, I think everybody has, like, a rebuttal to everything these days. But my rebuttal to your rebuttal is <laughs> – we look at history and every question that you're asking, there's an answer that's already historically happened that proves why your question might not be legit. I mean, ask the questions. That's what America is based on questions. But, you know, it's like, oh, it can't be mandated for kids. Oh, well, we also had the uh, polio vaccine that was mandated. Why are we calling it a van- uh, um You know, it, it doesn't prevent against all strains. Neither does the HPV vaccine or the flu shot. Like, but people still get them every year, you know, and, and yes. now they don't die from those strains. Yes. So, yes. you know, I'm not going to get into it anymore. Do it's you just, people do you just be safe and be, be kind to your neighbor. Well, there, there you go, Gabby. And it's common, it's common sense. And I'm so excited because our guest today is someone who works in, obviously in, in global health and is someone who's just out there. She's trying to make the world a better place. This idea about personal choice. It isn't personal choice, though, because your personal choice affects other people. If you are someone who says, I'm not getting vaccinated, and you stay inside your home, away from other people, then 100%, because you're not infecting or potentially infecting anybody. But if you are going to live in the world and go out into places and do stuff, well, then it's not just your choice. Because you now, coming into contact with other people, you are affecting others, right? And so that's what it means to be a functioning member of a, wait for it, society right where we all work together that's together that's how that's how societies work people together communal <laughs> together not just an mtv boy band from the early 2000s um, you plus me equals us drive <laughs> i'm dying you plus me equals us um in your streets though well you know a summer summer league i'm not in vegas i was like you know what i i decided not to make the trek out there um but I, i'm you know watching from afar paying attention obviously figuring out what these teams are doing because before we know it training camp is going to be here in like 52 days for the nba it's and it's like yeah it's gonna be back to the grind so I'm, I'm doing my best to sort of take my time and enjoy the last bits of summer gabby it's like I mean, your birthday's not here yet. I know. I was gonna say. You I know. know that, I know. I know. My parameters. I know. I know. But it's I'm still like, me and little yachty. But it's already. Have a birthday. It's already mid-August. It's like it's getting late. Right. It's getting late. Until <laughs> me and little yachty have a birthday. <laughs> Until you and yachty have a birthday. Summer yes. isn't over. Me and little both share a birthday. By the way, I don't know if you know this, <laughs> but word? not only do I uh, share a birthday with the late great Mamba, mm-hmm. but you do. Mamba likes to sail as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, really quick, there's some releases coming out this week. Anything catching your eyes? We know, of course, the Sakai Nike Blazer Low is going to be out this week. Nike Dunk Low is got another one. It's the Sale Multi Camo, I believe. Yep. And, of course, the one that everyone's going to be talking about, the Fragment Travis Scott Nike Jordan Lowe's. I don't want to even talk about it, Jordan. Okay. I don't even want to talk All about right. it. I'm just, and then uh, there's a Bad Bunny Adidas uh, Forum Low uh, collab as well coming out later this week. Do any... 
all or none of these collabs interest you? Well, I mean, you guys know, especially if you tuned into last week's episode, mm-hmm. I tried to pool the resources, the resources for the sneaker On karma gods. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all of my friends who also tried and helped. Um, we all took L's. Mm-hmm. We win together. We lose together. Sure we lie together. We die together. So, Bad boys for you life. Know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Ride or die, motherfucker. Uh, Bunnies wow. by 2003, Hoven B. Oh, my God. Okay, no, no, no. I'm going to stop right there. Yeah, please, thank and you. And I'm taking a break. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's my birth month, and I have a, a new pair of kicks. Don't call it an ambush that I'm very happy about as well. Um, I've been here for years. Okay, see? The puns, we got we to gotta chill. We got to chill. So we're, that's, what, that's what happens when I'm on this West Coast vibe, Gerard. This is like this is like when you text me at 7 a.m. and you're just getting ready for your day. This is my equivalent. It's like 623 in the East Coast right now. And I'm like, all right, let me dust the sleep out of my eyes, make it my first cup of coffee, um, do some some stretches. You are not ambushes, by the way, because I don't want to crease them. But, we, are, we are currently in Leo season, but you are a Virgo, as everybody knows. So Virgo. I'm a be... cuspir. Yes, so... Oh, you're on the cusp of Leo Virgo. Okay, okay. Makes so much sense, doesn't it? <laughs> it's shown up. I'm does. loud. I was gonna say you you come in like you, you come in like a lion. You are very much lion like in many ways. <laughs> That's right. Very prideful. Clearly. <laughs> see what we um, see what we did there. How about you? What are you looking uh, to buy? So, you know, honestly. Or look, not. I mean, or not. The, 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 I do like the fragment, Travis. Um, the uh, highs or the lows, though? The lows. I, I lows, know the lows are lows, coming out. But lows. Lows, lows okay. for me. But, again, I just, I don't think I'm going to participate in the in the process of just, you know, reaching out to the, because, one, I'm almost certain, not, I'm 99.999% certain disappointment's coming. So, it's like, ah, you know what? Whatever, and I know what the resale market's going to be. I already know, so it's because I'm sure they already got the prices up. So it's like, ah, let's not even, let's not even go through that. You know what I'm going to do? Actually, I'm going to go take myself a little trip, um, and just see, you know, because as we always say, if you really like sneakers, you go to the sneak, you're going to find something you like on the shelf somewhere. So I'm just going to go take a look and see what what may be on a shelf somewhere that somebody might have missed, and I'll be like, oh, I want to like a pair of those. Um, so I think I'm, I'm going to do, as opposed correct. to going to a, a brand store, instead of going to like Puma or whatever, I'm just going to go to like Foot Locker or like, you know, JD Sports or whatever, or Champs and see what's on the shelf, you know? I have an idea, Gerard. Oh, I, oh, I already know what your idea is. Let's do it. He's in trip. the streets, IRL, Gerard. <laughs> Let's do it. We tried to go to Puma last year. We did. We, did. we didn't try. We I mean, I mean, we tried in the sense where like we did the photo booth thing and oh, got none of the pictures. So there's oh, no yeah, actual yeah. evidence aside from one selfie that we were yeah, actually but, there. But we know we were there. I, listen, I, it was I, like I, this time last year. You know what I mean? It's it like was. a Puma versary. So mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let's let's, let's kick it at the sneaker stores in time. Do- that's it. Done. Puns. Okay. Done now. Your, your your pun meter is done for the day. Thank you. Actually, Hugh, we should start a pun meter. Every episode for Gabby and just run it. Just have you it. You know what, Gerard? I gotta say one thing. Don't get gassed, okay? <laughs> have it have it tally over her head <laughs> to see how many puns she does in an episode because it's gotta be at least fifteen an episode. That's gonna, I'm gonna set the over under at fifteen and then we'll see we'll see where she comes in. Like, is there a world record in the amount of time? Because I mean, you know what? Challenge accepted. Game <laughs> the fuck on. Let's go. <laughs> well, folks, uh, stay tuned because. Coming up next, really, really awesome guest, all seriousness aside, uh, all jokes aside, I should say, someone who is doing amazing things in the world and trying to leave the world in a better place, right? And someone who also loves sneakers and is going to have, I think, Gabby, I'm not sure, I think she's going to have some fire kicks for that shoe and tell segment. I have a hunch. I have a feeling. I'm super hype. I don't know about you. A lady <laughs> and kicks who's doing big things, You're like in. making a difference. I mean, can we get a better guest? I don't think so. I don't think so. Stay tuned. What's good, everybody? We are back. Gabby, we are not alone. So, you know, generally when I introduce people, like, I kind of hype them up and do my whole thing. Okay, like, this person's, like, list of accomplishments and resume is super long. And it's going to make some people feel bad about themselves because, like, they don't work hard enough or whatever. But no, no, no. She's worked hard enough for that <laughs> intro. We got but time, she, right. She works hard enough, right? So, well, who we have on the show right now is the current executive director of Feed a Billion, which is an international um, nonprofit organization that feeds girls around the world to help, help prevent exploitation. She's also the founder of a healthcare policy advisory firm in D.C. called Health and Human Rights Strategist. She's the 
host of a brand new podcast called The Global Good Podcast. She's a doctor, UNC Tar Heel, a sneaker lover, hoops and football head. I mean, she's quite impressive. Dr. Nicole Roberts. And I was going to say Fisher, but I was like, whoa, Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got married in the process. <laughs> you did. <laughs> uh, and I'm excited, actually. A pair of sneakers because I, I read, you know, what I'm supposed to do. Right, and right. I grabbed a couple and they're here. <laughs> and one pair, my husband customized oh i know you see that that's how you know love is there and honestly gabby you know so first of all nicole thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us we're so happy to have you um she is someone gabby who's doing obviously amazing things like in the world uh to make it a better place and you know you know usually you always say like oh this is my friend whatever i she's one of the people i'm very fortunate enough to call a friend because just a wonderful human being. And the world is often short on wonderful human beings. And and this is this is who she is. I agree with that. And let me tell you, Drod, I know you are a man of the ladies. But <laughs> this is an intro unparalleled to any. Like, I feel like if Gerard was introducing me, he'd be like, this is Gabby. <laughs> so I can tell already how, how much high regard there is here. And I'm very excited to have you on today. I feel so special. You see, listen, that's what we do here. So, Nicole, I mean, God, I mentioned 75,000 jobs. So let's let's start first with, you know, we always ask questions from the beginning, like sneakers, and we'll get to that. But what I really want to touch on is what sort of prompted you to realize what I want to do with my career and with my life is making sure that I am making a difference in this massive world. Because most people look at it like the world's got a billion problems. I'm one person. I can't do anything. Like, whatever. So it just is what it is. But you take a much different approach. Where did that come from? I really don't know, uh, to be honest. I've always been, even as a little kid, I always wanted to help. uh, Whether it was people, animals. I kind of thought I'd be like a vet or something. Um, But I always said I wanted to be a doctor. I'm not sure I even knew what that meant. I was the first person in my family to go to college. And... As I did work, I I was pre-med originally, neuroscience, and I wanted to like understand people and how they think and behave. And honestly, that's just sort of spilled over through everything. I then panicked and decided medical school was not for me. Um, I thought I'd end up writing prescriptions. And it was like <laughs> the last thing on earth I wanted to do. Le- so legal thought, drug oh, dealer. Into- that's cool. <laughs> right. But then I thought like, oh, I'll go into policy or politics and I'll change the system. Yeah, okay. That lasted <laughs> long enough for me to get a master's in public policy. I moved to DC and then, right, uh, the world. Um, and so then I decided to just get a doctorate in public health, thinking, you know, I can bridge all these things together. And so I still obsess over how people behave and think because so much of what I see as wrong is we try and solve problems for some idealized world or the world that we and our family live in and not like how actual people think and behave in their environments. So, um, yeah. Uh, so then I learned by doing a lot of work, um, volunteering overseas that we have a lot of problems here in the U S but there's so much more, you know, simple things that can take us from a seven to an eight can take other people from a three to an eight. And, and that's the sort of impact I really wanted to have. And it's just been a career that, I mean, it has been all over the map. But during the pandemic, an old mentor of mine founded or had already founded an international nonprofit. He, uh, he asked me if I'd do a three-month contract and help them reorganize. <laughs> Apparently, the plan all along was to get me. Obviously, <laughs> that was the plan. Right. Yeah, so I did three months and then a six-month contract. And the next thing I know, I'm like, oh, I'm the executive director now, huh? <laughs> um, but it's been so rewarding. I mean, especially during the pandemic. There's nothing that I think can influence a family and a person than food. I mean, it makes children – it changes everything about their behavior, their growth. One word we've heard kids use that just kills me is like worthy, Um And for someone young to say like they feel worthy Mm -hmm. of having a meal. I mean, it just, it, it does all kinds of things for a person, heart, soul, mind, body. 
that those of us who have, you know, food on a regular basis and shelter, we just don't think about. So uh, even on the hardest days, I don't really question that this is the sort of thing I'm supposed to be doing. Um, now where I've struggled and we can get into, you know, like all this other stuff, it's like the doing well and the doing good mm. at the same time, that's really hard. <laughs> yeah. Like it's hard to wrap your brain around being able to earn money and, you know, take your own mental health breaks and, mm-hmm. and then like constantly give, mm-hmm. um, yeah, th- those, it's a really fine line to walk, but I'm learning. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that it's perfect uh, segue to go into it because that's something that you and I've talked about for a very long time and just the various ways in which the work that we do, right? Like, how do I do enough to like make an impact, right? For others, but also like, I can't be of help or benefit to others if I'm in a bad place, right? If, if I'm not taking care of myself. So, and with so many of these jobs in these sectors, whether it be nonprofit or whatever, you're not being compensated well enough to take care of yourself, right? So how the hell are you going to take care no, of yourself and take care of others? Be, yeah, it, that's totally right. And it's so, you know, when you and I met, like we were talking about it like almost a decade mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm. You know, we were in a, we were both in different career. We were both doing something completely different, and yet similar-ish mm-hmm. to where we both are now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we've exactly. both stayed pretty true to our our purpose. Uh, but it's um, it's hard to be your best you when you're struggling. And I have learned. In fact, I wrote my dissertation on public-private partnerships because, as I see it, no one. I mean, pick a big problem. Doesn't matter what sector. No one can do it alone, right? You you need all different kinds of voices and people and ideas and stakeholders. And even when it comes to basic things like clean water, food, we need companies. We need multinational. We need money. I mean, we can't put roofs over heads for free. Like everyone's got to be compensated in the process. And I would even argue incentivized, Mm -hmm. right? To do the right thing for better or worse. Some people need incentives. So, um, yeah, it's, it's difficult, but I really think in some of these non-traditional sectors, I think we need to start taking a lot of lessons from the business world and and public private partnerships to think about doing good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you, when you think about the ways in which you said, you know, you, you, you're fascinated by people, you study them, how they think, how they move, how they operate. I know you see that a ton because in your media work as you contribute articles for Forbes and you have to interview people and subjects and whether it be the CEO of some pharma company and it's in this, in the same article, it's a rural family in Mississippi who doesn't trust science. And it's like these sort of various degrees of people that you interact with. Right. But ultimately all kind of want the same thing, right? Like in the end, but it's like, how do we get, how, how do we, right? How do we get them to like all meet at the same point? Like, how do you shift when you've got to deal with that, that constant like shift in mindset from people? <laughs> First of all, I like that you put the anti-science people in Mississippi. I, well, I, like, I, I saw just, what you did there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean nothing less bad. Uh, shout out to our good folks in Mississippi. <laughs> uh, some people from Mississippi just logged off, by the way. 100%. <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> No, yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. And it's hard. We see this disconnect. I mean, the disconnect, we using an example that just happened, like over this past weekend from when we're recording, you know, the former president had a birthday party and we had people saying like, well, but this crowd is sophisticated and it actually gets at what, exactly what you just said. So I'm like, so they're immune? Are they like... <laughs> And you see that then reflected in a whole different demographic. And all of a sudden, it's like all the inroads, all this work that we've done to communicate, you just undid it like that. You were so out of touch and in your own head. That public health messaging is, honestly, there's nothing harder. Um, This pandemic has really driven that home. And it's introduced, I've been on at least one task force in, in the communication space and the things you just talked about, like this pandemic has introduced a bunch of issues that we haven't really had to deal with before. So a good example is um, it's usually 
easy. I hate to say that, but it's pretty easy to communicate with dads, Mm -hmm. right? You could even say like, look, it's inconvenient. I know you don't want to. It's for your kids. Mm -hmm. It's for your wife. Just Mm -hmm. do it. And they're like, fine, whatever, right? Right, Whatever gets it done. Whatever keeps things moving. That didn't work at all. Yeah. During this pandemic, appealing to your moral obligation to family, to children, it didn't resonate. Um, The things going on, and I think it all comes to communication and messaging, exactly what you're saying, like how to get people using different languages and different experiences to be on the same page. You find those common words, Mm -hmm. find the experiences, and that's no different than pretty much everything we do globally. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all the same. Right. We, which is why I started the podcast. Like <laughs> we're no different in all the countries I've worked in the problems that families are dealing with, whether it's someone dying of cancer to not knowing how to feed their children to it, it's all the same. The feelings we feel, the way we react, we've seen that with the mm-hmm. pandemic when people are scared, when they're angry, when they're frustrated, the same protests that happen here happened other places, some mm-hmm. for the same reason, mm-hmm. some for completely different reasons, but people reacted in the same way. So mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers to your question, but it's <laughs> exactly, no, but I think it's yeah. exactly the right question. Uh, how, how do we get people on the same page? Because we can't solve any problems until we do. Yeah. I mean, I think there's so much to unpack here, like the difference between doing well and doing good, I think, you know, is something that we always talk about, especially throughout the pandemic in terms of sneakers. I also think that you know, people at their core, this whole pandemic has changed our communication style, right? Like I look at Lollapalooza the other weekend and I mean, that was my nightmare before COVID Nicole, time. Nicole's former home city. <laughs> like it, that to me was the most wild thing. And it's like, it's almost like we're like finishing up a diet and you're five pounds from your goal weight. So like, let me eat everything <laughs> on the McDonald's menu. But I'd love to know your thoughts because so much of communication these days is based on social media. And we, we've we all seen the, the social dilemma and we know the algorithms and the fake news and the crazy conspiracy theorists that, of course, somehow carry more weight. But <laughs> how do you think social media has played a role and what can we do to be better to really manage that communication style? Because there's so much information out there. Okay, Gabby, this was supposed to be lot. about sneakers. <laughs> and this is about in terms of sneakers, too. How do you talk about sneakers on social media? Well, I'm here for that. I want to know that, too. Did I get to eat? Love it. Love it. We're going deep. You guys are asking, like, really difficult questions that don't have answer. If they, if I had an this answer. This is what you do. This is what we you do. Be in the- <laughs> it's okay. There's no answer. I totally agree. Like, no, I, a wild place. No, I actually called my therapist. I don't remember when it was. And I was like, I need to, to schedule an appointment. And it, but it was about this. I'm just like, I've reached a point where when I open like a social, I just want to throw my butt. And she's like, so how yeah. about you not open it? And I was like, that's harder no. than you would think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it gives me a gauge on what where people are. But um, I, that is so tough. I don't know. I, and I'm not sure in certain communities that even taking bad actors mm-hmm. off the platform is the answer yep. because it, it was fascinating and almost predictable to see people then double down. Yep. yep. Right. Like if you're removing said voice, well then they must be onto something, mm-hmm. which if you're not in their train, you're like, that's the craziest conspiracy right. <laughs> theory rabbit hole. I've ever heard. Like, what? like some homeland kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. And, but then, you know, there are things that you're like, that's too crazy to be true. And we find out that we're like, how depraved are people? And, and it just then, you know, validates. And so I don't know. I mean, do I think social media is certainly hurt a lot? Yeah. I mean, at the same time. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. 
You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. It's incredible what people can share. Um, like... I did uh, actually a Forbes piece a while back. It was just a year ago, exactly. I only know because of Twitter. Um, And it was, um, I wrote a piece on black and neuro. And it was a bunch of neuroscientists. And the entire thing was organized in like one week on Twitter. And it was kids applying, I shouldn't call them kids, they're young adults. But (laughs) applying to neuroscience programs, in them, getting doctorates, recently like graduated, you know, doctors, all over, like literally multiple countries, because they just used the hashtag black and neuro. And all of a sudden they had this pool. Mm-hmm. And within like, I want to say she said something like the woman, one of the women who started like 10 days, they had like 40,000 followers. It's crazy. And then all of a sudden they had these mentorship programs. They had like all these resources they were sharing with each other about how they got through programs, how they dealt with this, how they dealt with that, how they, I wrote a Forbes article and I, I've never done this before. I think I cited like, or quoted like 20 people in one article just because I just wanted to hear all their perspectives and everyone who contributed, I wanted to give them, you know, some credit and some space. And they just had their one year anniversary. They've set up scholarship program. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And they did it because of a hashtag. Yeah. Like that gives me hope. Yep. I'm like yep. it can be used for good. And people who didn't have a voice have one and they find their peers and but then so do the crazies. So I don't <laughs> I know the crazy voice kind of But it, it, it's it's brilliant do. though. It, it, it's you brilliant, know? Nicole. I love your point there though about the social because I think look, when the when the founders like Jack and 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 Mark and all them started these social platforms, they're like I think they probably in a small moment in their conception process was were like, look at the great that this can do with just connect. I'm sure they did <laughs> in a small connection. Also, dude, when you said like the founders, like Jack, Jack. I literally was like, like they're best friends. So casual. <laughs> no, but I was thinking like, I remember I'm in DC. I'm literally like, I mean, he's like Washington and yeah. I'm like, Jack, who is Jack? <laughs> I know. Right? Like, I know. Was, he, like, was he Lorgan on the Constitution? I don't remember Jack. <laughs> you're, like, you're, you're, like, you're like, Jack, Jack, Senator from what state is that? <laughs> oh, oh, that one. He's like our peer, right? When you think about like people's yeah. ages and whatnot. I'm They're like, our oh peers, right? We're all in like so, so the same. I, I, I think they thought about it, right? It's like, this is the great it can do. But they naively did not think about the larger ramifications, right, that where it could go. Because to your point, Nicole, about everyone sort of thinking about we are while we are all the same, we like to pretend that we're different and find tribes to belong to and be like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other thing. And it's like. Okay, fine. You may be like, uh, I don't know, a vegan. You may be a what? Great, cool, but you still want nourishment via food, yes? Okay, so right, so we are we all want the same thing in in in, yep. in that manner, right? But we don't, to your point, communicate those messages clearly enough, and we're not able to do that. And it's funny that we're talking about 
who you are and differences and whatever. We're going to do a nice little pivot right here because you are, you're a Missouri Tiger, but that's not where I'm going to focus. Um, that's, 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 that's where she, that's where she, <laughs> I don't know where she's going course. with this, by the way. Otherwise, I would do you a solid. And that's like, where, that's, <laughs> that's where she got her, <laughs> that's where she got her undergrad. Well, we're going to pivot to some other talk because we are a sneaker show. She is a University of North Carolina Tar Heel. Shouts to Ooh. Chapel Hill. Shouts, to, you know, listen, go heels. Um, you know, she is a Jordan brand, Nike, like that's, that's her jam. So, you know, you're a sports fan, which we know, and we'll, we'll come back to like all your, the sports that you love, but you do something interesting in the football space. You are often what people call a football slash Super Bowl disruptor. She is the person who is out here leading panels and series symposiums during Super Bowl week on brain health and the dangers of playing football and advocating for the rights of players. And, for, and it's like, yeah, this, this, I'm telling you, she's a badass. This is what she does. So <laughs> while you were it watching. It didn't go very well the first couple of years. I, I, I was going to say, oh, I, I know it didn't. But when you were watching football, when did you decide like, oh, wait a minute, this is not a good idea. Like what's happening here? These guys are getting screwed up. And they're getting bigger well, and bigger every year. And faster. Yeah. Faster, yep. stronger. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I had like an epiphany moment. It was more, I mean, it's obvious if you have any kind of background in neuroscience and you watch this like helmet to helmet collision, it's like, you just it's like, Oh look, brains just rattling, <laughs> yeah, rattling around. around. Oh, yeah, cool. um, but yeah. it was actually, I give all the credit to uh, Lee Steinberg, mm-hmm. the agent. Um, I met Lee at the UN probably also close to a decade ago. And, Cause our, our, um, our, this iteration of the brain health summit is, think we just did our eighth yeah, year that was eight. in a row by the way folks you notice how and she he, casually flexed the un in there yes she does speak on the floor at the un this is this is who we're who we have on this show big guns it, here it was, hugh drop in the uh the, the the noise alert right here this is this is what we need right here. Yeah, the wayne's okay. world we're not worthy we're not worthy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um no but the un has has a, a world brain day and so there was a bunch of people gathered and lee steinberg was there i mean i certainly wasn't there to talk about sports and um i got to talking to him I didn't know who he was, had no clue. And uh, finally someone was like, oh, you know the movie Jerry Maguire? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, it's, he's sort of the premise of that. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Um, and I joked with him that day. I was like, you're like my spirit animal. And um, I didn't know what a character he really was. And uh, anyway, he started talking to me about all, like he had all this information. He was just a wealth of data and that's why he was there. And he calls it a crisis of conscience. And he, he essentially, you know, right now he's got Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. he's got Tua. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he, you know, walked away, yeah. any of that. It What he says is essentially, we are all humans. We have to protect people. And as agents, it's not just our duty to get them the best contract, the best deal, to make sure they're ingrained in their community. They're like, we've got to protect these people. And and he says to parents when, you know, parents even push shockingly, right? Too hard. <laughs> you know, he's like, what I need to make a Patrick Mahomes, you need to raise a healthy whole person, right? He couldn't do anything if Patrick came to him with lots of brain damage, with attitude problems. I mean, he's a wonderful guy. He really, like, he's, like, actually who you think Patrick Mahomes is. And, you know, same with Tua. His mm-hmm. family's incredible. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're, you know, in Miami all the time. And, and you know, Lee just tries to always, like, reiterate to people, you've got to protect the whole person. And mentally, emotionally, physically, like, football is so demanding that, you can easily push too hard, too much, too fast. And as we started talking about these things, he said, you know, back back in the eighties, the actual like manifesto thing you wrote mm-hmm. um, from that movie was actually about concussions. He wrote it in 80, I think he said 82 or 83. And he's like, did you read it? I'm like, I was kind of being the process of being born. So no, I'm sorry. I missed that one. Uh, and he, and he, even in the eighties, he held a series of brain concussion type events at the Super Bowl. So anyway, it's all him. He said, uh, you know, I've been hosting my annual Saturday party for 30 plus years. Why don't we do it again? And so he literally gave 
gave. We've never exchanged a dollar, signed a contract. He gave me the hour that opens his annual Super Bowl party at the Super Bowl to just like do good and talk about how to keep people healthy, mm-hmm. safe, protected. Uh, and in fact, this year, if anyone's in Atlanta, no, LA, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl's in LA, 2022's in LA. We're going to have a lounge in his huge party. We're actually going to have a brain lounge where people can try out. I don't, he's got a whole list of things he wants to <laughs> ask people, like literally be able to get into, feel, yeah. do, interact with doctors on hand. Like it's all Lee and he is all about it. And I was not going to turn down the Super Bowl Definitely not. as a venue to talk about caring for people. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I think it's a bigger topic than ever before. I know the football talk has been going on for a while, but like with the Olympics, with Naomi Osaka, it's a, we had um, a mental health practitioner on a few weeks ago, you know, that talked about that as well. Like it's something that people are finally taking notice of that it's a real thing. I mean, there's still the skeptics, but I think, you know, the way that you're moving forward with that conversation is very progressive. Um, but I think, you and know, Naomi, care of you your know is important. yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw it during, like you said, the Olympics and with Simone and everybody like, mm-hmm. but what, even in just, I mean, look at Gabby, you bring up the perfect live, like even in that few week window between Naomi and, and the Olympics, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the amount of shit that she got mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. just saying like, I, I need a break. I don't like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, like I have anxiety. You all throwing questions. Like it puts me in a bad mental place. I need to be focused on, Oh, the thing I do for a living and and people have the nerve to be like, what? We're not getting what we want. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was absolutely yeah. good on her. I, sure. I am so proud. And not to say I'm not of the Olympians, but like to just be that first person to just, and she took all the heat and she even came back and what I meant to say, when I thought they put that poor woman through so much just mm-hmm. because she said, I'm not here for your bullshit. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. pretty much. And and I love it. And it's what we've been talking about, though, Nicole, right? Like, is this idea of the inability for everyone to see the humanity in each other, right? Like, oh, I get it. They perform these seemingly mythical superhero-like feats. True. Mm-hmm. And they are excellent at what they, like, obviously, the best in the world. They are the one half, one half, one half of 1%. The best ever. Yo, but guess what? They have emotions too, you know, like when they have a bad day at home with their partner or spouse, whatever, guess what? It affects practice that day or training. It might affect them on the court or the field or whatever. That's, that's what makes them like us. That ultimately though is why we like it. It's the human interest part of it. So I don't understand the inability of not us because we are enlightened humans on this podcast, but the inability of the average human being to accept that. You know what? Today, I'm not. I'm just not really feeling it, right? How many times do you wake up and go to work and you're like, "Nope, not today," right? You just know, like, it just ain't that day. I mean, <laughs> I had to send you a text before this recording you asking did. you if it was on video because that meant I had to brush my hair. And <laughs> yes. <make up. laughs> you know, I, I can relate to that. Not feeling it today. So. No, <laughs> talk like there are those days. Today was that day. And, and all I have to do is talk to my friends right. about stuff I like. Right. No, but and I was like, oh, do I have to do that? It's a thing. Don't, yeah. don't worry. You look amazing. But that stuff is important, right? It's all connected. And I think, you know, when we see people on TV or on podcasts or on shows, we almost forget the human aspect and we treat them as a character. Like, Gerard knows, I don't like to film early in the morning. My face is a little bit puffy, especially if I have some carbs the night before. And... You know, but at the same time, like, I'm like, Gerard, we can't, Gerard won't let me film at 10 o'clock at night, which is my normal, um, <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Because, Nicole, that, with you. that, like, that, 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 that is witching hour for me. That is witching hour for me. That's like when my day <laughs> really? begins. Like, it's weird. Like, I'm, with you. I'm a nice, like, I'm, I do my most, like, best, most best. I do my best work at night. Oh yeah, you yep, two yeah. are night owls for sure. I mean, I'm a night owl in a different kind of way. It's like, oh, we're we going oh, to have some cocktails, like whatever. I can do that. 
but for me to what actually kind of night, what, in what kind of way are you a night owl? Listen, listen, let's stop, stop. Come listen, we'll, we'll, we'll save that. We for, questions. We'll, we'll save that for off air. Let's put the script on. Kicks and shit after dark. Yes, this is yes. You are obsessed with kicks and shit after dark. We will save that for K and S after dark. Only fans thrive. Oh my god! I will, I will do that show with you, Gabby. We don't need him. I'll do oh, that Lord, show. Oh lord, here yeah. we go. There we go. <laughs> but um, I, I want to go back to UNC Tar Heels because I, I got to talk hoops yeah. with you. So, you know, when you got down to Chapel Hill, you figured, okay, this is the program, PhD program that accepted me. I'm going to get my doctor here. I'm doing my thing. You know, like, it, when did you become indoctrinated into the Tar Heel culture and lore? Because now, even to this day, when it is UNC Duke Day, like, you, I mean, I know what she's, I don't even have to go up, but like, I, if I go on her Instagram, I already know because she's saying bad shit about Duke. She's like, whatever you like, it's just, it just starts. So when did you get indoctrinated into that? (laughs) That the Duke one though, it's, it's professional and it's personal. I was going to say, dude, I I, I know, I know it's a little personal. (laughs) But we won't go into it. We we will not. We'll leave that to the side. That's any cat if you want. (laughs) We'll leave that to the side. We can't, we we actually can't. Uh, All right, we'll put that in the episode. Honestly, before I moved there, so um, I, I interviewed at multiple schools and it was like a totally, I don't know if, you know, people that listen really believe in, in meant to be kind of things, but like every other school I interviewed with, it stormed, my flights were canceled, I missed my times. Um, one, I had a cab driver <laughs> I was headed to Hopkins and he was like, oh, I don't go all the way there and drop me off like on the outskirts of something I had. Right. Disaster. Okay. I flew to Raleigh, Durham. It was like 75 and sunny. Mm -hmm. It was there was a home football Mm -hmm. game. Uh, I went with friends. I walked around and saw like all the magnolias and just and I was born in Louisiana and then grew up in Missouri and. It, it just, it felt like home. And then I met our um, department chair and, uh, and he said, Oh, I'd love for you to interview with this one person. And she was so kind. She was very much a person. and like, I, I want to be like that. And then she even said, I'm so sorry. Didn't have a babysitter today. Do you mind if my son like plays with toys while we talk? It, it was just like, it just worked. Everything about it fit. It worked. I left and I'm like, I don't care what the rankings are. And they, I mean, I, I applied to the top few, so it wasn't like I, you know, went down, but I'm like, it just, I felt like the world told me like literally it, it was the easiest decision for me. Where do I want to live for the next few years of my life and just like forever be linked to. And Chapel Hill was, was great. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I left. I came back. We, <laughs> I'm always, and because in DC, we actually can catch like the Amtrak train, yeah, yeah, just like to New York. Like within a few hours, we can be down in Raleigh, do a game, spend the night, come right back. It's the easiest thing. It's awesome. And I was lucky enough that my first year, one of my girlfriends who worked at the hospital worked um, with the Montrosses. And so mm. she was like, "Hey, do you want to volunteer at a thing for the Children's Hospital?" I'm like, yeah. "Sure, right, right up my alley." She didn't tell me it was UNC basketball camp. Uh, and so basically, I how lucky am I? I like walk into the Dean Dome, like on the floor. And I'm looking around like. Oh, yeah. What? Cool. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, I can do this for a few days. And um, yeah, the Father's Day camp from the Montrosses is awesome. Done it every year since. I think I've missed one year in 10 years. Yeah, it's great. you are you yeah. are a Carolina blue gal. You are tried and true. Don't mess around with those with those dookies up the road. <laughs> so one of the things that I notice about you is that you often have on a fresh pair of kicks. Um, so, you know, you'll be you'll be in the house like reading or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I see some I see some Jordan ones over here. Oh, I see. What what is your relationship to sneakers and where did that all begin always like shoes probably when i moved to chicago mm, that's what i figured the stars are continuing. college 
yeah and and uh going to college i mean but you also gotta think like it's the first time like you live on your own Mm -hmm. it was the first time i had like my own place i didn't have sorority sisters or any like it was me i moved to a city by myself um i explored my city i got to like live and be and uh it started with 90s with air mat i'm only like five three five four depends on how like straight i'm sitting um so you know air max and 90s have that nice little extra boost for you Uh, there (laughs) so uh, yeah i think it really started with 90s and then i got into patterns and then obviously you know there's a slippery slope uh and along the way you know, friends just like the collection grew. Uh, and then I remember like meeting my husband and him just being like, Yeah, you got a lot of shoes, girl. What? <laughs> I mean, he has a lot more. I'll be honest. He has a lot more. But I think he met me in DC at a dinner event thing, right? In like a suit and heel. And so I think he was just like, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> But it worked out, obviously. He didn't see the fresh Jays coming. Yeah, he d- he didn't know. <laughs> but they're much easier to walk in and film in than heels. For sure. I, I mean, I don't know about and, the heels part. And, yeah. I mean, you all now, now that we're all in virtual world, you all live partially in my old world, which is you only see from here up. So really, from here down, it doesn't matter. I mean, although Gabby's someone who will easily go to an event with a nice dress on and put on some, put on her 11s, right? Depends on, it depends on what kind of shoes you got. Good for you. Honestly, I want to start. I've done it on stage a couple times and it's on me. I'll be completely, it's a hundred percent on me that I still have, have current, like a little bit of that imposter syndrome of being, I'm no longer young, but like a younger woman, especially in like the healthcare space. I mean, let's be honest, mostly like 60 year old men. Yeah. I'd done it a couple times and I noticed that even on stage, I was thinking about mm. things other than just what I was talking about. And I, and I realized it's just on me. It's just insecurity mm. on my part, but I'm finally reaching an age, which is sad, but it's honest. Well, we all get there. Where I'm starting to just not care. Right. Um, but I, I admire you for doing that <laughs> because it's, I don't know. I've, I've struggled with it mentally to just be a hundred percent comfortable uh, feeling like I got to wear what's appropriate for the, but the audience. There's a lot to say there though, right? Like it's like how you felt like you needed to brush your hair before coming on the show as a woman and your hair looks amazing. <laughs> there's a different kind of pressure and a different expectation. And we're in that sweet spot age wise that, you know, it took my family a lot of years to kind of understand, like, this isn't a phase, you guys. Like, my mom still jokes. She was like, oh, yeah, the sneakers with the bubbles. I remember, like, the Zoom Flight 95s that I loved back in the day. And I'm I'm a tall enough girl in Manhattan. I put on a pair of 90s, and I feel like a giant. I'm, like, <laughs> also have a very high center of gravity. So anytime I cannot be in heels, very clumsy, big tree fall hard. But I think that's helped with, like, a level of comfort and confidence. But, you know, it is really tough because that's the things that you think about, which – is ironic because sneakers were originally designed for function and comfort. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And mm-hmm. and, it, and to your exact point, and, and it's like, I love, like I said, that you have no problem wearing them because I'm like, this is a, what I'm comfortable in B, but for standing on this stage in front of you, mm-hmm. this, this is, is what, what makes I, me happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy right now. Right. And, and it's like, but I'm going to change to come stand in front of you and then talk in this certain, I mean, I even noticed it with the podcast. I don't know how y'all do this all the time. Having just launched it. Like I even hear. Oh, you're Nicole radio voice. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I take on this different tone. How much of that is natural versus how much is that like a conditioned? Yeah. This is what it's supposed to be. And not just having a conversation. Yeah, you're you're right. It's it's a whole mind thing. It It really is. It's like when you see people talk to dogs in a normal voice, you're like, "What's wrong with them?" Because you're not like, "Oh my god." (laughs) You're just like, "Sub dog." It's like, "What's good?" It's like, "What's good, homie?" We good. Nobody talks to dogs in a normal voice. It's a conditioned thing, (laughs) and I think you know you're gonna look back someday at your first episode, and I make fun of myself all the time for my first episode where I sounded like a baby deer being like. Hello. <laughs> this is the 
Dixon shit show? Is this thing on? And I was like, why am I whispering? Like, just, everybody just put it all out there. Let's relax. We rock my kicks, you know, and that's it. And I like, also love that you say, like, up. talking to dog. That's exactly yep. right. Like, dogs and babies. Like, yep. you should be. We have a 70 pound. I was going to say, speaking English of dogs, where's Bully? <laughs> and he, he licks his paws too much. And so we put little, they look like, you know, the sock monkey yeah. things. So he has like socks. That are so- and so we, even when I take him out, I, I've now over the years, like I just call him my little sock monkey. And so and I, and I even <laughs> I say, and he's like, come on, sock monkey. Come on. And I realize I'm like, I'm outside talking to my little sock monkey. And then I'm like, this is a big old Yes. grumpy dog like what <laughs> who, so who, who likes to live in a box <laughs> he does live in a box he does he, he, he loves his body he likes he likes his personal space and we <laughs> had a box that was empty one day and he got in it and he wouldn't get out so i put his bed in it and that's listen, amazing. listen, Bully's my guy. I love the fact that like he just does his own thing. He's just like, look, man, like, yeah. no, nah, this is how I want to roll. I don't even know what your plans are, but this, yeah. I, that's what I'm doing. And you're like, okay, they're they're expensive. They break easily, mm-hmm. but get a bulldog. They're <laughs> awesome. He sleeps. He's so old. He honestly probably sleeps twenty hours a day. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like we have to wake him up at like the twelve hour mark to be like, come on, to bud, make him go out. That's like him and he just and you'll hear he snores and snores, but he's just he's living. I mean, like literally, when I'm old, I want to live. Yep, just, just like that. live his up. best life. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, we we could talk to you for a billion hours. We don't have all that time because we have to get ready for shoe and tell America's favorite segment. Presented by Another Lane, the premier destination for dope kicks. So everybody, stay tuned. What's good, everybody? We are back, and you know what time it is. America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. So I got to tell you guys, I spent some time with Adina Jones, the co-founder of Another Lane. It was about, I don't know, maybe right before I left for Martha's Vineyard, the week before, something like that. And... They got a lot of, don't do that, Nicole, I see you. They, they got they got a lot of exciting things happening over there at Another Lane. Make sure you guys get over to that website, become a member, check out the community. I mean, I talk about the knowledge they have, but it's also just, they, just, they love this. They love sneakers. They love the community around it. And they want to help people and bring people together. You want to look for that rare exclusive pair that you're like, mm, I can't find these anywhere, anotherlane.com. And guess what? No crazy fees. It's amazing. So check out our friends. Now, Nicole. This is your show. Shoe and Tell is all about you. So you bust out a pair and you tell us what they are and why you like them. I just grabbed a few. That's, um, people, I love it. People get so like modest. They're like, I only grabbed a few. I know. <laughs> well, I'm very lucky. I'll be honest because um, there are lots of good sites and companies out there. I happen to be married to someone who's uh, very resourceful at securing <laughs> sneakers <laughs> If anyone ever needs help, let me know. Uh, I just, yeah, I'll just oh, pass it on. Gonna, yeah, um, the answer is yes to that question. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you'll know these because these are my favorites. Uh, so I, I bought these when I moved to DC, and I've never seen another pair. Um, so these are cherry oh. blossoms. <laughs> these are my cherry blossoms. So they only get worn, obviously, like once a year, yep. and it's when yep. go to the cherry blossoms uh, down at the water basin. I love them. I love I, I, So, Gabby, I, I knew those were coming out because those are her favorites. You know, the saddest part is how dirty they are. <laughs> no, no, no. That means I you wear your them kicks. Re- <laughs> but it, it is character. And also because they're hand-painted, like, I can see it. Hopefully you can't. But, like, mm. it, it kind of, I mean, maybe it's just part of the tree. You don't know. Mm, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, love them. I love them. They're so happy. <laughs> um, so then in honor of Chicago, of course, these are the most worn pair of shoes i own and (laughs) these yep basically i mean they're like they're sheer like lined yeah they're they're waterproof i think they were called like weatherproof i think they came in like three colors it was chicago launch Mm -hmm. they've never been tied once (laughs) and i i slipped them on if it's a if it's below like 30 degrees and, and some inclement I weather. I, it actually is so easy. I don't have to think. I just like walk to the door and I'm like, slip, slip. Away we go. And again, so you I notice my name. Yes, I was going to say, like, see those I, like I will wear in Chicago. Yes, those I will wear because in inclement weather, I'm rocking. I'm putting them on. No doubt. 
Is that a wedge or is that just a high top? What? Is is that a wedge dunk or is that a high top? Yeah, they're sky highs. I like it. It's like they literally took that silhouette with that heel. Mm -hmm. They literally took everything I love. (laughs) Colors, suede, (laughs) heels. And they just like put it all in one shoe. See, yeah, people, there's a shoe me. out there for everybody. There is a sneaker out there for everyone. Oh, seriously, it exists. Brad, even for you in the snow, there is a shoe. Oh, out I there. know. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, you know, next time we're in a cold weather city for All Star, I will. Uh... <laughs> this is on this the record. This feels like an obligatory, just because we got so lame. We got his and hers matching. No, why is it lame? Not, not lame at all. Relationship gold. Oh. Okay. Right? See, 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 see. Off whites. See, Gerard, keep it in your pants, okay? I'm very angry right now because not angry. I'm not angry. I, I'm I'm jealous. I'm jealous is what I am. Not angry. I'm jealous. You know, just hold that I one up honestly, for one moment. I want Gerard to really see. Gabby, I've seen them before. Thank you very much. I mean, they they are nice, and I went with the orange again. The orange laces, although we've got a whole collection down in here. They do have the blue ones. Are yeah. Really nice, what um? Gerard, what color laces would you go for? If you I, I you know you know so you know how I get you know I get anal about like it's got to be the same whatever. I would flip. I go orange on one and blue on the other because I I just love those. I love that oh, shoe. Oh, you do the doubles. I just just for that one, just for that shoe only. Normally yeah, I don't. I'm very so specific. My OCD I can't why. handle it. <laughs> no, I don't know why. Sorry, I made that face. Like, <laughs> no, my your face is what's happening in my head right now. So. <laughs> it's just so much. I just, like, it's I, just I, extra. I, is this not extra enough? I I, I, I just love that shoe. Enough, though, honestly, it's their perfect. Wait, so what? Which does does yeah. your husband have the same exact? color too or do you get a or do you get different one different color oh no they're so we they're identical okay he okay. literally ordered well we had quite a few in the house in different sizes so we each got our listen listen size and then okay the and others found to... new lovely homes <laughs> wow. i'm holding back right now. i am like okay we, we need to, so we need to have a conversation <laughs> offline about this um because I need, to, in the streets after show. I need to talk wait. to Mr. Roberts about some things. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Stuff and things. Yeah. I would love and to be. And then the last pair, actually, that I pulled. That conversation. Um, he, a few years ago, when we were dating. This might be one of the reasons I said yes. Um, so you mentioned <laughs> I launched a human rights firm. Yes. And when I started my own company, I made it purple, like this very specific lavender mm-hmm. color. I don't even know why, but I was like, if it's mine, what a, I can do whatever I want with it. So the entire company was like lavender and like slate gray and black. Ooh, and he did this, went on, it was like a phase, maybe not a phase. I don't know. And he just decided he was going to try and like do custom, you know, all different kinds of stuff. He was playing and it was actually really fun. He was very creative with it. Anyway, we never got around to doing the logo, but he made a pair of customs oh. in the exact lavender. Oh. Lavender and love black those. is my company. I love it. And so, um, yeah, actually, these have only been worn a few times, but love um, those. They were very special because I was like, you found like the yeah. color the right of my yeah. of, the, of the thing I started. Mm-hmm. Um, love those. Made me shoes, right? <laughs> um, I love those. That's how we yeah. knew. And I always, on the rare occasion I wear those, I do get stuff. Where'd you get that color? I've never seen that color. Yep. Well, thank God. And that is a pain. I watched it. So what we did, I participated a little in another pair. You have to buy the gray and blacks. Mm. Uh, the shadows That's, make sure the base is the right. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the way to go about it, right? Because that's the perfect gray that mm-hmm. can easily absorb and take in any color. Any light. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there are lots of other ways to do it, obviously, as we all know, but that was the easiest by far is to just tape off and the, the gray gets covered so easily. So mm, look at that. See, Gabby, this is like the stuff of your dreams, right? You literally the th- stuff th- of that my is dreams. The, literally the stuff yeah. of your dreams, right? There's a man out there who it's, will do the same for you. <laughs> it's cathartic. It was like, actually like, I forget when or why he, there was very obviously like a thing, a very specific thing he wanted. And then again, it was just like, Oh, I ordered this color paint and then I got this brush and then I watched all the videos and was like, nope, I need this brush. And the next thing, you know, we've got all the stuff. And so it's like, you can get shadows at a decent price, especially a few years ago. Like, yeah. I was saying, now I'm not so much, but a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, no, no, but, but it was like you could reasonably for like 120, yep. you know, like a normal, like get 
a few pairs and play. And if you mess up, well, you just cover it up with the black. And it turned into kind of like when you paint something and you just watch it happen. Yeah. Yeah, it was like really, it was really fun. So. Look at that. Oh, the, the stuff. Gilded Age. The Gilded Age. are 120 <laughs> and you can buy multiple pairs. The stuff love matches are made of. This is what this is what we have, right? See, folks, sneakers, the love connection. Goals. As I said to Gabby, that's relationship goals mm-hmm. for you. Literally. <laughs> Nicole, thank you. Thank you so much thank for joining you. us. Um, where can the people find you? Uh, I'm on that evil social medias that we have <laughs> talking about. Uh, on Twitter, I've not changed my handle. So it's Nick and I see underscore Fisher, um, my old last name. Uh, I think on Insta and everything else, it's like Nicole F. Roberts. Mm-hmm. It was sure just is. enough that if I kept the F in there, like I can <laughs> like somehow keep my my whatevers. Um, otherwise, uh, Nicole at feedabillion.org. I always respond to all my own email when it comes through the nonprofit channel. Um, yeah. And the podcast is called the global good podcast websites, the global good podcast.com or on you know, all the places, Spotify, Apple, we've started a YouTube channel. We're only three episodes in four will be out this week. Um, and essentially you guys are way more fun. I, I talk to someone or I do a small mini episode each week where I talk to someone in the world who's just doing like the coolest shit to make the world better. Um, and they're super inspiring. Uh, and on the website, I added a take action page. So awesome. anything you hear, I put the resources there so you can volunteer, donate, do whatever you want. It's out of my hands. The moment I let them tell their story and just like what they're doing. Um, but, you know, it, it's harder when you're talking about, like, genocide in Rwanda. <laughs> Versus they're, right? like, they're heavy, yeah. and yet they're happy. Like, mm-hmm. But the people who have done the most incredible work, I mean, not all of them, but most of them, like, they've been through some stuff. No doubt. Right? Yeah. There's a reason they've dedicated their life to doing something, or they've had to think so outside the box to fix something in their community or to address a problem uh, or call to action, like something happened. And and so that is, I think the really awesome part is I start with like the why, which is usually pretty tough. And then like, how are you fixing it? What are you doing? And that's why I said, like at the end, people can take action. Like you want to support them. You want to help. You want to volunteer. Here it is. Uh, The last one was great. It was ex special forces who, when they left Afghanistan, started a company and they send all the money back to send girls to school in Afghanistan. Awesome. That's dope. Awesome. Right? Awesome. They were like, we did this. We're going to help fix it. Incredible. Uh, and I'm like, I, I, I want to talk to you. I love that. <laughs> that's another level of self-awareness, too. I'm here for that. I, I love that. Right? I mean. And that's it. It's not even me. It's that. It's the guests are the cool part. But um, that is awesome. Yeah, See it, that, folks? This is fun. She just gave this you the blueprint on how you can get involved. You can't just be like, oh, I'm only one person. Real easy. Little make action button. Boom. You can get yep. involved. Because there's the thing. If everybody does their little part, the big yep. thing gets done. That, that's yep. that's how you move the big boulder up the hill, right? Everyone does their little bit. And it's all good. But anyway, folks, you know where to find us. We are part of the Council Dings family on that bomb podcast feed. You can find us with Crazy Sexy Cool, the original bomb show, Woke Bros, rap names growing up the same and of course us the kicks and shit show we are on all the social platforms at kicks and shit show and until next time peace